live from Liverpool, we need to talk about ghosts with Kevin Eustace. Yes, it's Sunday. It's time once more to delve into the paranormal with me, Mr. Kevin Eustace. Oh, I've called myself Mr. There. How very quaint. I hope that you're all fantastically well, as is the saying of us podcasters. We all wish you're well. Wouldn't you think, you know, like tulpas, the way that their thought forms created by positive thoughts or negative thoughts. You'd think with the amount of podcasters saying, I hope you're all well at the start of the show, that everybody would be well, wouldn't you? Maybe that's a shot in the arm against tulpas there. I just don't know. Anyway, um, what have we got in store for you this week? Well, we have an amazing interview. So I spoke, I was lucky enough to speak to a, a person that I know, a good mate of mine in real life. Um, I used to work with him. I met him 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And um, and yeah, we got talking. I'm never, ever, interestingly, for me anyway, because as you all know, I always pride myself on the fact whenever I meet someone, I go, tell me a ghost story. But me and Tony, who you're going to hear from today, we've never really talked about ghosts. And he got in touch a month ago or so and said, I've just been listening to your show. I've got some stories that's happened to me. And I was like, why have I never known about this? We need to get you on. So we did get him on. Um, Just FYI, the audio on this is completely understandable. The first eight minutes or so, it's a little bit like, sounds like Tony's on the phone. You can still understand them perfectly well. Um, but then it gets much better because I think there was an issue with his headphones he was using. He just stopped using them. So there's a message for anyone who's using, going to use Skype or anything to do an interview with me or Zoom. Don't use headphones. Just speak into your phone because it clears up exceptionally well. Um, but either way, the stories Tony's got are brilliant. And I mean, like one in particular... It's so visual. And you're, you're about to hear it, so I'm not going to spoil it. Um, I can't get it out of my mind ever since hearing it. I genuinely can't. Yes, terrifying. I need to say a big thank you to my partner, Becca, today as well, because <clears throat> I'm running exceptionally late today. We were meant to have all sorts of plans. And um, one thing they don't tell you about podcasting is you need an exceptionally understanding partner when you're doing it. And if you don't have that, you're going to be buggered. But thankfully, I do. So I've just had to pop my head in and say, little behind schedule. So although we're already behind schedule, we're going to be further behind schedule. And thankfully she was like, that's okay. I can pop out and get some things. And she could be, she could be a dragon and be like, no, you promised, but she's not. So big thank you to Becca. Not that she's going to listen to this because although she comes on the show, she's not a fan of the show. Anyway, thank you is out the way. I want to say another thank you to all of our wonderful Patreons who keep us going literally. If you want to become a Patreon, um, go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. If you've had a hard 18 months, and let's be honest, who hasn't? Why won't you treat yourself? Hey, it's only a couple of quid a month, and there's about 200 shows on there now. And you can just listen at your leisure. Yeah, cancel whenever you want. And you know what? If you can't support the show monetarily, that's absolutely fine. But tell your mates and maybe leave a review. A nice review, you know what I mean. But anyway, next week we're going to do our Patreon sing-alongs for everyone. So if you sign up this week and you're like, hey, he's not singing my name. Yes, I'm not. I'm sorry. But I will be next week. We're going to have a big jamboree about all of you wonderful Patreons next week. Um, anything else to report? No, I don't think so. I think we should just crack on to this interview with Tony because it's wonderful. And it's very truthful. You can hear... In Tony's voice and his cadence, the authenticity, authenticity, authenticity of his experiences, and it's just wonderful. Just doing the edit prior to recording this part, and again, I'm get, I was getting chills listening to bits. So, let me know what you think about this. I think it's a phenomenal series of stories, authentic to the bone, 
and chilling to the bone too, to boot. Yes, this is my interview with Mr. Tony Cassidy. Enjoy. Okay, so it's that time of the week where we get somebody on to tell us ghost stories. Hooray. And um, I have a really good treat for everyone here today. I've got one of my uh, oldest work companions here on the other side of this Zoom call, Um, Mr. Tony Cassidy. Hello, Tony. Hello, Kevin. Are you okay? I am. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Apart from when, when you said oldest work companion, I hope you didn't mean like in terms of age. <laughs> no, no. I mean, because I was thinking about it. I'll, I, like, I've known you now close to 20 years, isn't it, really? I think. Yeah, yeah. So we originally met, didn't we, while we were working there on the phones and in a, well, I don't know whether we can name places. Oh, yeah, you can name phone. places. Yeah. I don't think, I think it's defunct now. Anybody Vertex, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's gone. So we were working for Orange, weren't we, at the time, I think, when we first met um, yeah. on, on, on that campaign. And then, obviously, we both went our separate ways for a little bit. And then, about I think it was about 2008, wasn't it? We ended up back working um, in for, for, well, what was HBOS again, which is yeah. also gone now. Um, yeah, and we got to stay in some lovely hotels in Leeds for about four or five weeks, didn't we? Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. There was one of those weeks when we were working away in Leeds. I remember me and you tallied up how much, how many pints we drank in a week and it was something, yeah, it was it was over 40 each. And um, yeah, yeah. I couldn't well, do that now. I'd, I'd literally die no, now if I tried that. I drink shandy now, mate. Like, I can't even deal with, the, I can't deal with the hangovers the next day, so. No, exactly. I'm the same, but I, I don't drink now if uh, unless, I mean, I, I'll choose to on occasion, but like most of the time, I make the judgment call of saying, "No, this isn't worth the hangover." Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, I do occasionally, like, bite the bullet and, and have a drink of everyone else's, but I always regret it the next day. Um, yeah, and anxiety is real. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, existential alcohol dread. Um. <laughs> so anyway, um. So you you messaged me and said that you you've been listening to the show, which was brilliant and and very unexpected. And then we started talking um, on Facebook, and you've got a few personal ghost tales, haven't you? Which are very chilling. Yeah, I do. And um, to be honest, I, I, I obviously I've listened to most of the um, even though I'm like a late comer to your show, I've listened to a lot of the you know the, the I've listened to all the new ones and a lot of the older ones, and um, I guess it's like when they started telling their stories, it started making me think of my own um, experiences. And, and like like some people that you've had on, I guess, you don't always know what they are, but you know that they scared the absolute shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so obviously where I live um, is in Kirby, and at the back of my estate is a big massive field, and there's a big church there, which obviously you know of, uh, which is mm. called St. Chad's. Um, and I think it's like a, a really, really old church. And all the, all the older lads who we used to hang around with us um, used to tell us all these stories about um, like a certain ghost that was called the White Lady. And obviously, uh, probably all areas have similar yeah. stories where, you know, they all have this one ghost. And so in Kirby, it was the White Lady. And um, basically, one day, we're, we're all playing on, on the field. It starts to get quite late at night. And the older lads start saying, oh, "Come on, we'll go over to the to the church, and then we'll, you know we'll, we'll see if we can yeah. see anything." And obviously, being a lot a lot younger, even though I was probably at the time terrified, thinking, "Oh, I don't want to do this." Yeah. Obviously, just went just went along with it. So the church has got pretty much 
a big massive front entrance but at the back at the time it also had a similar entrance at the very back of it however the doors at the back were all bricked up mm. down yeah. down to the left hand side of that staircase that led up to this brick wall was like what 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 everyone used to say was like a dungeon and whatever it probably wasn't a dungeon it was just like i doubt churches have dungeons <laughs> yeah. but it was just like a, it was just stairs down into what was underneath the church and it had like a a, me- a metal door on it so obviously all the older lads start you know shouting for like this white lady to come obviously when i say older they must have only been about 10 or 11. yeah so they're obviously all shouting all things and and trying to go um whatever might be there you know to come out um, and for, it went on for about i'd say 25 30 minutes with nothing so we just start doing other stuff and then one of the other lads starts saying you know shouting all you know abusive type things so we all walk over to this like to up these stairs and up to this wall and we just hear this big massive thud mm. on the wall twice so like not like even a knocking like a thud through brick walls and we're like all all of us ran just out of the way jumped over the wall um, and stood at, like outside like the church grounds mm. and because like the older lads had said if we stood outside the church grounds those those walls were built with the old church so they were blessed and the white lady couldn't care right us, i get you it, know, yeah. beyond the wall, beyond the walls so we were all standing behind there and um, so again after about 10 15 minutes of plucking up some courage we all walk back over towards the wall and as we get to the wall and um, they started calling um the white lady names that you know not nice people call women sometimes beginning with s right you can imagine um, and as we've got over, like right by, right by the stairs again, and um, we just heard a voice shout, "No, dead loud!" Um, and it was, it came from the stairs down below, and it wasn't, it did, it didn't sound, it didn't sound like a normal voice. It was like a, it was like a deep bellow, angry no. Yeah. And then obviously we, we just all. Just all ran, darted over the walls, jumped through nettles. Yeah. Um, one of the lads had a, one of the lads had a broken arm and couldn't get over the wall. <laughs> it was just like you know, it was like pandemonium. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody running for the for the hills. But what was the um, what was the, the voice? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Tom. What was what was the voice like? Was it male, female? Was it? Um, if we, if, I, if I had to put a gender on it, mm. I would say it was male right. because it wasn't a female yeah. voice, but. It didn't sound. It didn't sound like it was. It sounds bad, weird. Same. It didn't sound like it was human. Wow. It was like a. Yeah, it was just like a horrible no. Oh. Um, and obviously, when the thuds, the, the two thuds that we heard, you could probably say maybe the vicar was on the other side of the wall, and he thought, "I'll get these." And yeah, but the voice, well, the voice, it didn't come from the same point as the thuds. Um, uh, yeah, it was horrible. That's it was horrid. At the time of being like, say, I think it was seven or eight or something like that. I, I'm not too sure, but it was bone chilling. Yeah, it was like one of those one of those nights when you come home and like my dad um, was uh, growing up. He wanted to be a priest, so he he, he lived in the, in, the, in the brotherhood. Yeah. So I've come home and, and I've said to my dad like, "What's happened?" And obviously, like most mums and dads would probably say, "I oh, don't be daft. There's no such things as ghosts." And my dad was just. Oh, you shouldn't mess around with things like that. Mm. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, oh, <yeah. laughs> I was looking for some reassurance there, Mike. It was scary. Um, 
so yeah, and then obviously we 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 ended up hanging around in um, in those um, like churchyards for a, for a while after that, and and to be honest, nothing ever ever happened after that ever again. Um, my mm. next my next um, incident happened when I was eighteen years old. Um, yeah. So again, this isn't a really big story. It just it, it was just what a brief moment. Um, but again, a, a brief moment that was terrifying at the time. So. It, yeah. I was 18 years old. I was sober. Definitely, what I'd be. I think I think I'd been working in the in the day, um, and I've come home, not not done anything. Um, probably mm. like most 18 years old, old stayed up late at night watching, you know, watching crap on telly, and I've gone to yeah. bed. Gone to bed about 11 or 12 o'clock, one o'clock maybe the latest. Cold night. Got in bed, going to sleep. Fall asleep, fine, no issues. Wake up. I think it must have been about twenty past three. I had one of those old digital clocks, you know, where you, you can see the red numbers. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And it was at the bottom of my bed, and it must have been. Yeah, it must have been about twenty past three. And I've looked mm. up. I've looked up, and I've thought twenty past three, but I was sweating. And I put my hands on the radiator, and the radiator was freezing. So I thought, yeah. that's a bit weird. I've got up, sat up, opened me, opened my window. I, I at the back of my house is the um, the train track. So I used to sleep yeah. with the windows shut because if the train went past it, it'd wake me up. But I thought, oh, I'll just bite the bullet and keep it open. So I've opened it up. So I know I was awake. I, I wasn't, yeah. you know, I wasn't like in a, in a like a, a sleep. And there was a bit of a, I had my blinds open. So there was a bit of a, a, a light coming in as well. It wasn't pitch black. So I've turned over to the opposite side of my bed, um, which mm. is the on the opposite side where from the window where I have a chair. And sat in the chair was sat in the chair was an old woman, um, not Fuck it out. not 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 moving, just an an old lady like grey, um, like no, not a nice facial expression on her face, but not a facial, yeah. but not a facial expression that was moving. It was just it was, right. it was strange. It was like still, um, and and like when you say grey, do you mean grey hair, grey skin? What like grey everything? Right, the whole Christ. The whole thing was just grey. Um, obviously, didn't look down long enough to see, you know, like legs or anything like that. I could just, she was yeah. sat in this chair. I've rolled over, looked at her, and as soon as I've seen her, I've just gone freezing, got under my covers, and like just faced the wall. And I stayed there for about, must have been twenty minutes, and then mm. I started, I started getting hotter and hotter and hotter, like to the point where I was boiling underneath these sheets. Yeah. And as I've turned back around, she's gone. And what? when I tell people that story, people say to me, don't be daft. It was probably closed, yeah. probably closed on your chair. And the only, the only way I can say I know exactly what I saw and prove, I got in bed, I slept in bed in between my mum and dad that night, 18 years old. I came into my yeah. mum and dad's bedroom and I slept in between them in their double bed. Yeah. And that, that, that's, how, that's how scared I was. Um, Christ. And, and I... I mean, because there's loads of things going on there that you might have picked up on by listening to either this show or paranormal stuff in general. So three, so th- things happening between three and four o'clock is a common thing. Yeah. Three o'clock is apparently the the witching hour or whatever. But also, there's a there's a common thing. Where does people say that they go cold during a, like a ghost appearing or something? It's actually the opposite. There's a lot of people who say it goes exceptionally hot. Yeah. And there's um you know whilst there's an energy there or something, it doesn't sound like it was a nice person in general anyway. Yeah, well, she did say she didn't move. She didn't do anything. 
Um, well, as far as I know, unless she was trying to touch me while I was asleep, um, or like when, <laughs> yeah, when I was facing yeah. the other way. But I just, when it happened, I just froze. Um, I looked at her for about ten seconds, thinking, yeah. "What on earth's that?" Um, I and even, did you? I did. Go on. I, I even checked, like me, me. I think like my nana died when I was sixteen, so I thought mm. when I seen it, I thought it might be my nan, and I was just looking. Yeah. And it wasn't me, Nan. Do you know? Because when the next day, when I told me when when my mum and, and dad woke up, my mum was saying, "Well, are you sure it wasn't your Nan?" Um, yeah. And then I mean, I love the way they say that though. Like that, like that would be any, you know, like that would be okay. You know, like yeah. you sure it wasn't your Nan yet. Yeah, it was actually it's sound sort of thing. The thing that I found quite odd, Kev, is that like most people, when you speak to them about like ghosts and stuff, they would say, "Don't mm. be daft," and you know, yeah. they, they don't believe in it. But like my mum and a lot of my mum's family didn't have that outlook that that view of ghosts and I'll, I'll i'll go and say obviously next you know why they had that out, that outlook yeah 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 so the, so the next day following that anyway um my dad who, who obviously was very re- religious <laughs> decided he was going to bless the room um mm. which which he did um, mm. and for a few days following my friend stayed and i never ever seen anything else in the house ever again um yeah and, I, and still to this day I never had. Had, had you, had your mum or your dad seen anything in the house prior to that? Like not prior to that, they did following that. Um, yeah. Um, and again, not not a, not really a scary one, if I'm honest. Um, a nice, and it's quite a nice one. So, um, yeah. I obviously told my mum and dad about that. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you about their experience. But this was yeah. This was after I got told about like a, a family um, experience. So my mum and we we'd had a dog from when I was about five or six. Um, and it was pretty much my dad's best mate, and the dog obviously, as as they do, unfortunately passed passed away. Um, and my mum, my dad, um, loved his computers, so he had a, an office off the hall, and facing the mm. hall was the living room. So my dad spent most of his time in in his office on his computer. And yeah. one day, I, mean, I think my mum had like took him in his dinner or took him in a drink or something, and they were just talking at my dad's computer. And they mm. both seen a dog come out of the living room and go upstairs. Yeah. Wow. And both at the same both, time. Both at the same time. Both seen the dog go wow. upstairs. And my dad said, "We left the front door open." And um, mm. they were like, "No, no." And my dad was like, "Like, did just did you see the dog just run up the stairs?" And my mum was like, "Yeah." So they both go upstairs. My dad first to, to get this dog because obviously it's a strange dog in the house. And when they go up there, yeah. and when they go up there, there was nothing there, and the front door was shut. Wow. Um, and was the same colour dog as, yeah, as the dog you had? Yeah, a, dark, a dark dog of similar size. Wow. Yeah, madness. That's yeah. mental. That is madness. Yeah, but I say, I, I've never, since, since my, um, you know, my old lady in my bedroom. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think you need to see anything else after that, though, because that's absolutely yeah. pant-wettingly terrifying. I mean, like. There's probably been worse things in my room since then, Kev, but... <laughs> 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 probably been older women in your room since then as well yeah. <laughs> uh, um yeah. sorry go on you were going to say about the reason why your mum's yeah, side no, following 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 that incident of like being 18 and seeing that and i say being scared to, to the point where i slept in my bed and um, the following yeah. i don't know whether it was the following day or the following couple of days um i'd said to my mum like why why would you why did you not why why were you not like oh i didn't you know, I don't believe you, don't be daft, you won't see things like that. Yeah. And my mum just said, well, when 
when she was like 18 or 19, she used to stay at my auntie's house quite a lot. And my auntie, um, they just had a, well, my cousin, She, I think she was like three or four at the time when my mum used to go on and stay with them. Um, so she's staying with them. And my cousin's three or four. And one morning they wake up and my cousin says to my mum and her mum, I was playing with the old man again last night. Mm. And they were like, what do you mean you were playing with the old man? They said, the old man who comes every night to see me. And they were like, mm, you know, whoop. So I don't, I think, I think after the first time, they just put it down to like, you know, a, a four year old's imagination. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it happens again a couple of days later. I think she turned around and said to me, mum, the old man came to see you last night. And my mum's like, right. what, what? Like my mum's, yeah. my mum wouldn't have just said what, my mum's more of an effing and jeffing type of mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's got my auntie um, and my uncle and they've said, like, what do you mean? So they've sat her down and she said, so he comes and he has biscuits with me every night. And they got him to, yeah. they got her to describe him. Um, mm. And she, the way she described him um, was obviously an old man Try height wise, she couldn't really say because obviously she's four. But what she did say is that he had two fingers missing, um, yeah. on on one of his hands. And my uncle, her dad, his dad had two fingers missing on his on his hand. Christ, and that's not something a kid would just make up, would it? No, think? no, no, you you wouldn't think that at all. So that that was that was obviously I think me what my mum's one of my mum's first experiences of it, and the fact that like my mum knew. My mum knew my uncle's dad as well. Um, yeah. So as soon as the, as soon as she said, as soon as she said two fingers, they all went fucking probably yeah. white. I mean, bit. yeah, because that's not like um, he's got grey hair and he's wearing a naval uniform. You can go, oh, it's probably Uncle Steve. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, like yeah. specifics. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then in that same house, when people used to stay, um, mm. I again, I stayed quite regularly when I was young, and I never experienced anything. But a couple of the older, like the older parts of my family, did so, like uncles and aunties. Um, and I sent you a picture of the the estate, what the house was. So it was like a like an old, like I would say it was probably a nineteen fifties estate. It's got all white. Yeah. It, it was all white cladding. Um, probably in, in its day, looked like a really nice place to live. Um, yeah. But then obviously, as it got into like the eighties and nineties. It became, you know, a little bit decrepit again. Out of date. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that this this was happening in the eighties. So they, they used to go down regularly, stay, go on nights out and stuff. And people who slept in, in in one of the rooms in the back room used to complain the next day all the time that there was a tree smashing against the window. There was noises outside. Um, mm. Branches hitting the window, keeping them awake. Um, and then they'd moan the next day. Um, and my uncle used to say, look out the window. And they'd look out the window yeah. and the tree was gone. It was just a stump. The tree had been oh. <laughs> the, the, the tree had been knocked down, like like before they even bought the house or chopped down, sorry, before they even bought the house. Um, yeah. so yeah, so that's something's been knocking on the window. Yeah, so but they said it always they always said they could see branches, you know, like you know, like when you when you've got like a light outside, it's dark. Yeah. And it's shining on the on the window. They could see like branches hitting the window. Um, so they could physically, right? Okay, so it wasn't like it was just knocking sounds. They could actually see a physical, like like yeah, as in yeah. a without saying a ghost tree, but you know what I mean. 
Yeah, I think I think my uncle's words when he when he got up one one morning was fucking hell, Peter, you need to do something about that tree. And he went right. and he went, What do you mean? He was like, It fucking had me up all night. And he was like, yeah. Look out the window, Chris. Looked out the window and the tree hadn't been there <laughs> for a long time. It was just wow. a big and like I remember the tree. It was just a big massive stump. And obviously, as a kid, they're the type of things that intriguing, aren't they? A big massive stumping yeah. thing to play on in the garden. Um and then so following obviously there's that story so that was what my mum told me when my uncle mm. came to my uncle who whose dad it was with that without the two fingers um he used to then he, he later on split up with my auntie but was still very close with all the family so he used to he used to come and stay here quite regularly he used to drink in kirby um yeah and one night we're just all sitting in the house talking and my mates are there and that and we get on to my my ghost experience and um, yeah. and my uncle starts going, oh, let's not talk about ghosts. Don't want to really talk about ghosts. And we were like, and I was like, oh, yeah, because your dad visited Debbie, didn't she? And it, didn't he? And she was, he was like, yeah, he said, but that wasn't the worst thing that ever happened. And I was like, what mm. do you mean? And he was like, so he, he he basically told me this story. So he was a taxi driver, mm. but he also liked a bevy. Right. So when he was them two things don't go hand in no, hand, do no, they? Let's no, be honest. Not at all, mate. <laughs> so when he, I think he'd do something like four four days on, four days off, but he'd work like 12, yeah. 12 hours, and he'd work he'd work nights. So he was like finishing, probably you know, any time yeah, six in the morning or whatever. Yeah, or the, I think even here, I think sometimes like on weekends it'd be like you know as soon as he's took everybody home from nights out and uh, yeah, and obviously. Probably back then, nights out weren't as fueled by the um, the devil's dandruff as, as they are now. So yeah, yeah, people, definitely. People were getting home, um, you know, reasonable hours, yeah, reasonable <laughs> hours, two o'clock and things like that. Um, yeah. So he said these incidents never happened when he was sober. Sorry, when he was drunk, they only ever happened when he was sober. So right. he used to come home from when he'd been on the taxis. I think I think he said it went on for a period of about fourteen days, and it was fourteen. Hmm. He said. It got to the point where, so yeah, so it'd be four. He'd see it for four days. He'd go to work. He wouldn't see it for four days. When he was back working, he'd see it again. So it got to the point right. where he stopped going to work for a bit because he was seeing it that much. Um, yeah. So he'd just get drunk because he knew when he was drunk and he never seen it. So he used to come home from work, and again, when he was telling me this story, he looked terrified as he was telling me. It. And this story's been confirmed by. His wife as well, who's also said, obviously she never seen what what he's seen, yeah. but she confirmed that like the ends of basically ended up getting the house exercised and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So like, he used to come in from work, he'd come in through the front door, the lights would be on up on the landing, downstairs all the lights would be off. He'd open the front door, and the first thing he'd be greeted by, standing about three steps up, was a lady in like like all black. Just standing, yeah. just standing there. He Christ! Could, he could walk up the stairs and it'd move backwards. Oh no way! I'm just gonna shiver right but, down my legs. But, Honestly, I fucking have. But when he when he gets to his bedroom, it wouldn't move. So it right. w- it wouldn't let him into the bedroom. So my auntie would be asleep in the bedroom. He'd be stuck on the landing. Not, yeah. I mean, how we got the balls to even walk towards it? Had to be in back. Of yeah, it. I was going to yeah. say, are we, are we fronting it down up the stairs? God yeah. knows. Uh, but he basically, he'd get to, he'd go up the stairs, he'd shout me auntie, and me auntie 
when we were kids, we weren't allowed. Yeah. We weren't allowed to leave like my cousin. If we stayed, we weren't allowed to leave my cousin's bedroom until ten o'clock because she was such a light sleeper. So yeah. If there was any noise, if you flushed the toilet or anything, there'd be blue murder because she'd be like, right. you've ruined me sleeping. She could wake up, at, at anything would wake her up. But whenever this, whatever it was, was there in the doorway and he was shouting her, it wouldn't wake, she wouldn't wake up. Oh, God. So she'd, she'd end up sleeping downstairs. And then, so that went on for a little bit. And then about, as I say, it got to the point where he stopped working and he'd just go out and drink instead because he was just... You know, we couldn't deal yeah. with coming home and seeing that. And then goes back to work because obviously he's got to work. Comes back one morning in the middle of the like, dark morning, obviously. Wasn't there. And he thinks, oh, great. He gets into bed. And as he gets into bed, it appears at the bottom of the bed. Just standing, <sighs> just standing at the bottom of the bed. Now, as I'm telling you this, I'm getting the same shivers I'm caught when he told me. He said, right. and then it... He's lying in bed, shaking me auntie. My auntie won't yeah. wake up. And and basically, it came right up to his face at the side oh. of the bed, just right up to his face and looked in his face. And he, he just said it was the, 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 the most horrifying experience he ever had in his life. So the next day, they, they ring the local priest, the local vicar yeah. or, or whatever it was, and they basically come out and bless the house. Um, and then they never seen it again. And I think they moved about a year later. Something like that. Wow. But, you know what? Literally, I've been holding my breath through through <laughs> that because there's it's it, one. It's horrible. It's a it's a bloody amazing visual for a for a scary podcast. But there's loads of stuff even within that though. Tony, where like like there's a few. I was I was talking about this on a show the other week about um. You know, have you heard of Ed and Lorraine Warren? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Warrens. They um. Well, the the one thing I don't I don't really rate them if I'm being honest. But the one thing that I do I, I did like was um Lorraine gave a reasoning behind um the Amateurville murders because apparently when the the when DeFeo went round and shot his family, um the neighbours didn't hear these shotgun blasts. And unlike in the in the film where the like the Amateurville house is like within an acre of its own land, in reality it's like a f- two feet away from the neighbor's house. But the neighbours didn't hear a single shot being fired, although it was like a high caliber rifle and yeah. And it's, it's apparently it's one of the only thing that's really bothered. Like the, the detective who looked at the case doesn't believe in anything paranormal. He says, but the one thing he can't explain is how the neighbors didn't hear anything. Yeah. And Lorraine Warren says evil has the power to kind of cloak sound. Yeah. So when you're saying there, you know, this thing stood in the doorway and your uncle's screaming for his missus and she can't hear a thing. Yeah. That sent a shiver down my spine. Cause it's, it's, it's weird that there shouldn't be a, like a continuity in these things, but apparently there is. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, I obviously I know my uncle. I know people you don't, and the people listening don't. But mm. all I can say is he's a he's a man's man. He mm. you know he likes he likes a pint. He never ever spoke about that up until I sort of shared my experience with him about what happened to yeah. me. Um, and like my mates were probably saying, "Oh, don't be daft. You probably, it was just probably a sheet or something." And he, and then he was like, "Well, no, I've been in in that that situation too." Um, wow. So yeah, it was quite scary. I think that night as well, I had a, a terrible dream about her running after me, and and, and and as I was running, she you know she was just like sort of floating alongside me, and I couldn't go fast. But obviously, good. Well, yeah. Do you reckon what? Go on. Well, obviously that that was just a dream. I think I think my 
I just we talked about it that much that night. I think I was just terrified going to bed. Um, Here's one for you. What do you think? Is there um because is Cassidy an Irish name? Um, yeah, I think it probably is, isn't it? Um, I'm wondering if you've got like an attached banshee or a spirit. Maybe it was the same woman who was in your room. Well, I say this. My woman didn't look happy, but she didn't look she didn't look angry either. She was just right. She just looked like yeah, it was just weird, like a weird expression on her face. But he said his was not happy. It didn't want him. It didn't want him in the right. bedroom. It didn't. It didn't want him in the house. So was it like protective of his wife? It I don't know. Seems. Maybe. I mean, they ended up having a like a like a really not that they're close again now, but like they had a, like a few years where like you know they had some bad times. So you yeah. never you never know. It might have been you know it could have been a relative wanting to to get rid of him before she went through that. Yeah. You know, that that them 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 hard times. I mean, obviously. Things happen in marriages, don't they? And I think he, yeah. made, I think he made a lot of things happen in that marriage that you could, you know, most women would not appreciate. So, right. So you know, it could, so, it could have been, it could have been something yeah. like that. So you know, your house where you've seen, um, where you've seen your lady. Yeah. Um, are you still? Is that st- still the house? Is that where you're living now? Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Um, so. On, sorry, I was just going to say, where is that in Kirby? Not the exact address, but you know, which so, area? It's um so you know where you know where Saint Chad's Church is, yeah. And then if you're walking towards the train station, yeah, it's the next big. It's the pretty much the first big estate you come to, um, next it's, it's, next next to the church. So it's just off, so not just off Kirby Road, right? Okay, because I'm thinking because my mum and um, my mum and my dad, my mum, well, my family's from Kirby on my mum's side, and my mum and my dad lived in um Shevington Lane. It was one of the first houses, but apparently the area at the back used to be a munitions factory or something. No, um, yeah. apparently so. But the the woman that we backed onto this before I was born, but um, she um, apparently she'd only do a tidying up at night, you know, like plugging the Hoover in and stuff, and it was to keep the kids awake because during the day she'd see things in the house, um. And she didn't want the kids to be asleep while, and they'd be the only one whilst their husband was on nights. Mm-hmm. So she'd want them to stay awake. So she'd do all the hoovering and clattering around at night. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know. I don't even know where that is. Shevington Lane in comparison to where you yeah, are. Is it so like, cause... It's sort of, so where I, where I am, then there's the train track and then Shevington Lane's pretty much at the back of the train track. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's, well, not, I'm one... so it's not far away from you. Like if it wasn't for the train track, I could be at Shevington Lane in about two minutes. Right. So I wonder then if if your houses are built on this um, former war factory as well as. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure. I've seen pictures of. Um, I've seen pictures of Kirby from a long time ago. Um, mm. with, with, and, and obviously the church is in it because obviously Kirby. Right. Kirby stands for church. I think Kirby means church on a hill, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, but like I don't that. know. But yeah, yeah, I think I think it means church on a hill, and obviously Saint Chad's Church was on a hill, so that's the, the the main. Obviously, there's other churches, but that was the main church, and it's the oldest church in Kirby. Um, but yeah. when, so when you look at feet, when you look at pictures, this is all just fields, um, right? But then that's not to say that there wasn't something here previously. I think these houses were built in the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Because yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's it's that area that that they lived. Because we used to drive past 
and we'd go like, well, me mum and dad would say, let's go down to where we first lived. Yeah. But um, so have you got any anything else to spook us with, Toe? Yeah, I say not really, um, not really spooky as such. More like um, people who have experienced, you know, what what I experienced. So I've obviously said about the um, family members um, who's who seen people, but it, like f- what a couple of things happened to myself. Um, mm. So I was going. My dad died when I was well, God, it must have been four four or five years ago now. Um, and obviously at the time, because it was sudden, it was just um, not something that I'd dealt with. Um, and yeah. I just, I had to, obviously there was other things to deal with. Obviously my mum who was, who was distraught and funerals and stuff like that. And then I think, I guess, maybe about a year later is when it all started to to sort of hit home. Mm. Um, and I was probably in a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a bad place. Um, and I remember being, half awake half asleep and he came to me and in, in my room but it was it, it was one it was definitely a dream mm. but but it was a dream that i needed so because it was a dream that i needed i personally because i believe in in that type of stuff yeah. i think it was um i think it was his way um and he come to me in in in, 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 in while i was in bed and he just put his hands on me and said, um, "I'm okay, and I and I and I, and I love you, and I'm proud of you." And 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 that was that was it. And that, then I woke up. Um, I don't know, like last year, um, I was struggling bad with anxiety, like yeah. really bad with anxiety to the point where I think I ended up in A and E three or four times, thinking I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Um, and because I'd never experienced panic attacks, so I didn't really know what it was. Mm. Um, and one of my cousins regularly goes to, is it a clairvoyant? Is that what they're called? Yeah, Where, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I regularly go to see this clairvoyant. And certain family members have, have always come through. Um, like one of me, me, me cousin who I told you earlier about, who's um, who, when she when she was four, who, who's seen her granddad. Yeah. Um, or a, a, so he, she, her, her, her husband's, committed suicide Christ. and he regularly he, he regularly comes back and speaks to me to, to me other cousins yeah. through these through these clairvoyance and i've never really asked what what they say because i am quite skeptical or i was yeah. quite skeptical about about them type of people but apparently she she's always spot on and um, but throughout it all my dad had never ever been one of the people who had come through to them mm. and when i was struggling with my anxiety um apparently my dad came through and said um tell tony to give his head a wobble there's nothing wrong with him he'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) that's lovely that but i mean at the same time is it something that your dad would have said that you know like get a grip sort of thing yeah yeah he would um definitely would um and i think like what one thing that my dad was always like dead good at was even though he was like you know, he wasn't. He wasn't like he wasn't. He, he was a teacher, my dad. Mm. Um, so he was always he was always well spoken, but he always knew how to get his message across. Yeah. And the way I looked at it was that if he, if my dad was going to go come to through to to like someone like that, mm. he would never give so a lot of info out. He would he'd just be straight to the point and then yeah. be gone. Right. Um, and 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 I think like at that point, like at that point, that's what I needed. I needed someone to say give your head a wobble yeah um 
yeah. That's isn't that, isn't that interesting though? The, the, the two the two points you've said there yourself, your own words. On those two occasions, you needed what you got, and it yeah. was your dad both times. That's really yeah, it's yeah. lovely. It's lovely. De- definitely what I need. And as I say, I mean, obviously, you'll we'll, we'll never know until I guess you know our time comes. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, I, I just there'd been other times where I'd needed it, and it hadn't happened. Um, so I know it's. I don't think it could be something that my brain would have created. Um, it's a good but, point. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was just at them times. Um, yeah, and like the, the first one I told you about. Again, like I'm the same age as you, Kev. It made yeah. me cry. You know yeah. I, mean? I was, I was like, I was like lying in bed, bawling my eyes out. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not what like I, I've got family members who like could me out. I say my auntie passed away during COVID, and mm. a lot of my cousins would love my auntie to come and see them. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't. Like I don't. You know, I I think even if I've seen you know, the cutest person or the most, the person who I love the most in the world as a ghost, I think it'd terrify me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm the same, yeah. I don't think, I don't think I'd ever want to, ever want to see it um, in that way. Yet. But so I think for me, the like, if, if, if it wasn't my dad's way of doing it, again, it's something that he'd have known that I would never have wanted to see him as like a, a ghostly figure coming yeah. to say, you know, yeah, everything's all right, you know. Ghost of Christmas past style. It was just, yeah. it was just like what, just like that. That way it'd be, uh, was perfect for me because it wasn't scary. Yeah. Um, and I think any other way for me it'd be scary. Me aunt, me, my cousin, one of my cousins, um, regularly feels like somebody sitting on the end of a bed next to mm. her. But then when she looks, there's nobody there, um, and she always thinks it's me aunt, me auntie Sue who passed away. See, um, but I, I'd but, be the opposite way with that. If someone, if I felt that on the side of my bed, I'd be like, "That's the devil. That's not like me nan or something." Yeah, and I'm, I'm the same, Kev. I mean, I was, um, I was listening to one of your podcasts um, a couple of days ago, and someone was talking about cupboard doors opening, or it yeah. might, it might have been the one, it might have been the one where you were in the Adelphi, and I was oh, just, yeah. I was looking, I'm just looking at the cupboard door at the bottom of my bed, thinking, "Do not fucking open. Do not." Do not. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so uh, yeah, I guess they're my experiences, mate. And I say people, people who believe are, are, are listening. You know, they, you know, again, a lot of people have had strange experiences, and and other people, other people can put them strange experiences down to anything. But I can't, I can't put mine down to anything other than no. there being some something else. Like yeah, I mean, it's, I mean. It's... Thank you so much for, for coming on, Tobe, because, uh, like I say, it started off just a couple of messages back and forth where you told me one or two of the stories, and then you, you kind of hinted at the one with your uncle's house, and I was like, you can't just leave that there. Like, t- you know, I yeah, think you, yeah. I think you told me what had happened to you, and, that, like, seeing the girl, the woman in the chair, and then you said, like, oh, yeah, and my uncle had his house exercised anyway, and I was like, no, never mind, anyway, you're going to have to, like, crack on with that. No, mate, I mean, I say it's, it's, it's been like, as soon as I listen to your, your things, I mean, I've really enjoyed, like, the, the podcast. I mean, I've never really big into podcasts, but started listening to it. wasn't, obviously, I like, I listen to, like, all your music and stuff like that and listen to your podcast with Jericho. Um, yeah. And I, then, obviously, I thought, well, I know that he does it, so I'll have a little listen. And as soon as I listened to one, I was just hooked on them. I mean, even, <laughs> even, even, even your Wednesday rambles, mate. 
which, which obviously it's Wednesday now, and I've just noticed you haven't put it up yet. But, I haven't actually. Uh, yeah, good notice. <laughs> I, I've literally got this handheld thing here to, to put it on when I finish with you, because I've got yeah, everything so, set up. Uh, even then, mate, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I, so obviously some of the I haven't listened to like some of the really like ones from the beginning, um, but I did come across the one with the little old woman standing in the garden. The other oh, day, yeah. which. Which which absolutely terrified me, and yeah. like I was looking at like the picture, thinking, "Oh my, like what is that? That didn't yeah. even look human, did it?" No, I know, and it? I haven't seen it since. And it's from this room that I've seen it as well. And um, you just put the fear of God into me. Now I've got, I've got the blind up here; I can look right into that back garden from here, and it, she appears. I'm going through the window. It also got me thinking, like obviously, because we we spent a lot of time together when we were in when we were in Leeds and that. Hmm. And if you remember. Remember that hotel right next to the train station in Leeds? Can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I, was I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. yeah. But like that was a really old hotel. It was a yeah. creepy hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was. It was, yeah. it was like, have you ever seen that that hotel? Um, the American Horror Story, the hotel one with yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was very similar to that, wasn't it? Like yeah. the bar and stuff like that was was very like art deco. Um, yeah. But we, but it, it baffles me that we never ever really spoke about because obviously I've had, yeah, I've had them experiences when, like obviously I, I, I've known you, um, and it's, it's mad that we've never really spoken about them. No, yeah. it is yeah because I'm I'm normally the like you know I've always thought to myself as somebody just bangs on about ghosts all the time, but I think maybe twenty years ago just interested in in women and beer at the time, so yeah, no room for anything else. Um, we had obviously loads of other people around us who would have probably um, ridiculed us for exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but no, mate, th- thanks for having me on. Um, I say I've, I've enjoyed being on and, and telling you the story. I mean, I've, it's not something a lot of people have told a lot of people that story, and it's, no. it's up for it's, it's up to them, isn't it, to believe it or not? Well, yeah. And, uh, you won't believe it until it happens to you, and when it happens to you, then you'll be in the same boat where people won't believe you <laughs> exactly yeah but you know it's sincerely like thank you for coming on because I, I appreciate that you know i know i know what you're like and you're not the sort of person to a pub and say here's me ghost stories so i do sincerely appreciate you coming on and also like but we just mentioned earlier this is like the third attempt at recording this that we've done because something doesn't want us to have this conversation um, <laughs> no. and it's uh it's it's seriously bizarre it's it's the first time it's took this long to get like what will end up being about 35 minutes audio which is bizarre so yeah, yeah, I think that uh, you you've probably got that old woman fucking about with your broadband at the minute. Well, I'm gonna go and sellotape me cupboard doors shut. Um, <laughs> make make sure make sure there's no strange dogs in the house. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. Remove all but chairs. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, just anything, mate. I'll, I'll probably hear bumps in the night and everything now because it's it's one of them, isn't it? When you when you think about it, you do oh, tend yeah. to overthink about it and you Definitely. can you can pop up a little bit but um no i appreciate it mate and i've enjoyed being on um and as i say i enjoy listening to all your shows and um i will continue to do so well thank you very much tone and um we'll have to get together for a physical pint and and although we're both just be moan that we don't drink anymore we'll get together and have a diet coke sometime soon yeah well, i don't even do caffeine anymore kev um, so we're maybe green tea <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell how times have changed eh? hello hello right, all right, right then, mate. Kev. Thank you, dude. Speak to you in a bit. Ta-ra now. Ta-ra.